Tim, how are you? I'm good. I can't complain. How are you? That is good. You know, today is the day, the the uh, birthday of the of the Marine Corps. Yeah, I know. So it, it makes yeah. it makes sense. Today's the birthday of the Marine Corps, and tomorrow is Veterans Day. So it makes yes. sense Excellent. Uh, Excellent. to be to be on this live stream uh, uh -huh. with you. I'm, I'm honored and proud to work with you. I'm proud of your service. Uh, but today's a great day to talk about uh, the work that you, the EAC, and the work that you do with our veterans. You got excuse me. They got um, some construction going on behind me outside. So I hope I, I don't know how they got at my window at this particular time right now. But yeah. they're right well, here. Listen, that's live TV, and that's fine. You know, uh, yeah. I I was a non-commissioned officer in the United States Army. Uh, so I, I know I can learn to roll the punches. And uh, I, I want you to tell the audience uh, a little bit about your background and your service. Well, I started, um, I did my last 10 years in recruiting here in New York City, but um, I started as a sailor. I went off to Norfolk, Virginia. I didn't really travel much. I was on a ship from shore duty, from ship to shore duty. And then I came to recruiting. Um, after 10 years of being on, I was on the LHA. It was a small boy underneath um, a carrier. So LHA, we transported Marines. So I know Marines all too well. So they used to come on and clean their weapons. And all they did was clean their weapons, eat, and then go do their mission. So we was like their taxi cab sure. drivers. So after that, I, I came back home and I spent my last 10, 11 years doing recruiting here in New York City. And then I ended up here in um, Veterans Court. Gotcha. So EAC had a, a job opening and um, I volunteered in Veterans Court at first. And then EAC had a job opening and um, the director hired me to do a full time, which was an excellent thing. So it's not really work to me. People always say, yeah, why are you always smiling so happy? It's not work when you're helping people. Yeah. It really isn't. Well, it's 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 great that you say that, and I want to get more into this uh, for the for the audience and people that are listening, and 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 you know we're going to rebroadcast this tomorrow on Veterans Day. Okay. Uh, just a little bit of uh, background on the EAC network, right? So we're a, a large social service not for profit uh, operating in Suffolk, Nassau, uh, all five boroughs, and a little bit of Rockland County. One of our board members said this. Uh, uh, and it's 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 just a perfect thing to say. Uh, we help people when they need it most. Yes. We are there with a safety net uh, for children, for seniors, for adults, and for families all throughout our geographic area. Our biggest, say, buckets of work obviously are protecting children from physical and sexual abuse in uh, mm -hmm. Suffolk County with our Child Advocacy Center. Uh, in Nassau County, uh, we run several programs. We're the largest provider, one of the largest providers of Meals on Wheels to Hungry Seniors. Last year alone, we provided over 170,000 meals to Hungry Seniors in Nassau County. Uh, we also have uh, substance abuse and mental health treatment facilities in Nassau County and vocational training. Uh, and in New York City, of course, with our Alternatives to Incarceration program, uh, we are providing um, an alternative to incarceration, to you know, to mass incarceration and to an unjust system uh, to uh, people who are mostly underrepresented, you know, black, brown, and underrepresented people who are dealing with an issue in court. Um, and instead of being punished and you know throwing away the key, uh, we provide mental health and substance abuse treatment um, uh, programs so that people can get out of this sort of very punitive 
uh, criminal justice system, get back to work, get back to their jobs, get back to their families and be a productive citizen uh, for our city. Um, amongst the other programs that we do, right? Uh, offender reentry, yes. formerly reincarcerated people who are coming back into society and we got to get them and their families on the right track. Uh, and that provides for public safety, obviously it's an issue for the community and it saves the city, you know, tax dollars. Because if someone is a productive uh, citizen, they're, they're not a drain on, on, on public tax dollars. Uh, and part of that work, Tim, is your work, right? With the Brooklyn Misdemeanor Veterans Treatment Court. Um, and that's a mouthful and people may not know what it is. Can you can you briefly explain what, what the Brooklyn Misdemeanor Veterans Treatment Court is and, and your role? Yes. So Brooklyn Misdemeanor Veteran Treatment Court is a, uh, I wouldn't say, it is a safe haven for veterans who get arrested in Brooklyn under a misdemeanor act. So when you do get arrested, you go to various court parts or you come into Brooklyn criminal court. And my role as a coordinator is to go around to the different parts. We got about five different court parts here in the building from DWI to all purpose parts and domestic violence parts as well. So I go around, I get a list from the, D, from the DA, Brooklyn DA, and um, it just lists all the veterans that have been arrested in their next court date. So I go around to each court part advocating for a veterans court, you know, so I tell the vet if I get a chance to meet them. Pre-COVID, we had a lot of applicants, a lot of clients, but now post-COVID, and it's not really post-COVID, but, you know, we're still under COVID, you know, mandate. However, our numbers have drastically declined, which is a good thing. It's a good thing, and we are definitely run by a grant basis. So our grant just got renewed for five more years. Wow. However, our numbers have declined. Yes, that is a big thing. So our numbers have declined, and that's not just in Brooklyn. It's nationwide. So hopefully the grant T people understand that our numbers have declined drastically because um, the DAs are not prosecuting the low-level crimes like they used to. Mm. So, like I said, again, I get back to my role real quick. Well, it is to go around to each court partner and advocate for veterans court. Now, you don't necessarily have to come into a veterans court for me as a veteran to help you. And I, and I stress that to a lot of the veterans and the lawyers. You know, if you want to fight your case in the part that you are currently in, which is a good thing, you can do that. We are still helping with getting a job, finding um, housing, you know, furthering your education. If you wanted to get a discharge upgrade, we can help you with that as well. So we have a gamut of things that we can help the veteran. You don't necessarily have to be in our court to do that. So I stress that, you know, I say that time and time again. So I don't want them to think that it's a caveat. You know, if you don't come to veterans court, we can't help you. That's not gotcha. Gotcha. So. Listen, I, I think, um, and this holds true for a lot of EAC programs. Um, when you think of helping veterans, uh, the services that you provide. Uh, I, I think most people don't think of EAC, right? They, they, no. they may think of an American Legion. They may think of a veterans group. They may think of uh, the VA. Um, uh, why should people? Why should people think of the EAC network, uh, especially in Brooklyn, um, uh, when it comes to veterans assistance? Uh, you, you know, I, people aren't doing it, but but tell 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 the audience why they should be thinking of EAC. And, and how do how do we reach out to you and your office for help? Well, I'm located at 120 Skimmerhorn, which is the criminal court building. And if you 
I plastered this whole building with signs and notes for veterans if you got a court case on every floor. So I, I try to make it, you know, idiot proof for anyone to walk in and just say, hey, look, here's a sign for veterans if you need help. So I get calls from civilians as well. And um, they'd be like, oh, my son was in the service. And okay, that doesn't necessarily mean you or, but if I can assist you in any kind of way, I will do so. However, um, EAC does not resonate with veterans, and it should. Yeah. Every borough in, in New York City has a veteran court on the misdemeanor spectrum and on the felony spectrum. A lot of people don't know that either. Yeah, EAC, no, I didn't know that. EAC has their hand in a lot of different court parts. Some is run by grants and some is not, but I know Brooklyn is. So we had just been fortunate to get our grant renewed based solely on our director and um, Leah Santiago. She has been the, the, the forefront runner in, in advocating for veterans court, her and Crystal Stanton, who's the director over in Brooklyn. And um, so they work hand in hand. And then we have our, um, our grant staff, which they are out of Stony Brook SUNY and um, they oversee all the tangible things that we need to meet per the grant. So yep. I got stressed to the veterans. It's great to come into veterans court and we need those numbers because proof is uh, in the pudding. Yeah. And we have certain things that we have to meet every month. However, we can still show productivity if you don't come into court and we still help a veteran. So that's just the end goal for us or for me. Rather. What are the... Um... Again, this is the EAC Network. Uh, this is uh, part of our podcast uh, uh, series of, you know, the EAC podcast, More to Do podcast. Uh, I hope uh, we're, we're getting a lot of viewers and, and, and they're liking and sharing this. Uh, you know, thank you for joining us. And Tim, you know, thank you for, for joining us as well and for your service. Um, what, are the, what are some of the direct services that you and your office provide to a veteran? Some of the direct services is educational. It is medical it is housing we like i said we have a gamut of things robert and um most of the veterans that come through are from a different era we have different eras vietnam we have some iraq but uh, mostly i see a lot of vietnam veterans and mm -hmm. um, they in a terrible way however we try to you know our resources are limited when a, a veteran doesn't have an honorable discharge so they, they are limited when going to the VA getting services. So if they don't have an honorable discharge, the VA doesn't really see them as a veteran. We still do. So I have had veterans serve one day, go to boot camp and be sent home, and you still get services. As much as I can provide, as much education and job we can, we can assist you with, that's what we do. So there's no you know honorable to dishonorable to general unhonorable. We have no restrictions as far as we are concerned and under our grant we help you irregardless of your discharge status but to get more from the va who is the bigger picture and going in there getting medical and dental attention we can however um i have yet to um, help a veteran get their discharge upgrade i have sent several of them somewhere where we have a third party company who helped do it but i haven't seen one come back yet it's just, um, that's just a long shot. And it's yeah. a lot of paperwork to yeah. get it changed. And I encourage a lot of the best that I sent over, but I have yet to see one come back. However, yeah. that's just a small bucket. All the other ones that we help, you know, they have, we have several success stories. 
several, even, you know, pre-pandemic, rather, we have had several. Yeah. Um, it's never too late, and I'm just glad you're doing the podcast now, but um, it's never too late. You know, uh, as, a, as a veteran, right, and, and I know veterans, I, I, I saw... You know, I went to an event last night and I saw, you know, two first sergeants and, and a captain and, and a lieutenant. And uh, they were talking to school districts about, you know, joining the military and, and, and not just a career in the military, but, you know, military service. Right. right. And I said, uh, we got to tell our story better. Right. Um, and, and this is why we're doing this podcast as well. Um, I, I'm, I'm guessing veterans. I know, but I'm guessing veterans are proud people. Right. They, they served proudly um, and mm-hmm. some are dealing with mental health and, and substance abuse issues and family issues and, and all of those things that we all deal with. Right. But is it especially are you seeing it? Is, is it especially acute or especially troubling in veterans um, uh, versus, you know, a civilian? And what's the difference between a veteran that's going through this this process than, than a civilian, uh, if you can tell? Well, I, I have seen, yeah, because we have a different side of the house, too, as well. We have a civilian side. So we kind of work hand in hand where our program is and we have yep. a different civilian side. Um, I just hold our veterans at a different standing when they come into our court. If you've made it through boot camp, then I do definitely hold you at a different standing. I don't care whatever the judge mandate is. We're here to help and assist you make it through. So I know you're going through tough times, but I want you to recall that boot camp era or going through that AIT school that you went through and yeah. we're going to get through this. You know, this is a kind of like um, planet fitness because this is a no judgment zone. I tell them, I say, I don't judge you. I, I, I am no one to judge you. We all make mistakes and we will help you. We have had veterans, Robert, that came back. You know, recidivism is real low. However, we have had some repeat offenders, but yeah. you can keep coming back and we'll keep providing the same help regardless but um there is a difference there is a difference um a lot of vets when they get in our program and they they have the mandate they they tend to complete it our success rate is very high yeah. I was in the 90 percent now so wow. They, wow they do tend to focus laser in and get the job done and we used to um our judge used to admonish them our previous judge judge walker who served in the navy he has moved on to Supreme Court. Now we have Judge Ariaga, who is not a veteran, however, still provides a good judicial punishment, you know, and admonishment when needed. But yeah. we really don't get too many admonishments because we also have mentors. Every veteran that comes through Veterans Court, we I assign a mentor to them. So they have someone who helps them get all the way through, you know, from A to Z. And at the end, we provide, you know, dog tags for each accomplishment and each milestone. And wow. we also provide challenge coins that we bought to give them upon graduation. So there is a uh, we have a very successful success rate, and they they make it happen. So like I said, I, I I can't keep reiterating, but I do, Robert. We my job is not really hard. It's just once I get the veteran here, we help them all the way through. So it's, it's not really work for me. It's yeah. To help somebody, it's, it's it's all giving is always better than receiving. You know, Timothy, I, I think you're you're continuing your service, right, to to certainly our community, you know, the, the borough of Brooklyn, the city of New York. You're continuing your service to this country, you know, that you, that you started in the Navy. And, uh, you know, I thank you for that. Yes. Uh, you know, keep up the good work. Um, so this is this program is specific to Brooklyn or, or, or do they have these courts in, in the other five boroughs as well? Yes, every borough has them. 
I don't think that all of them are run by um, grant or on the EAC basis, but every borough in Brooklyn, in New York City has a veteran court. Everyone. A lot so, of veterans don't know that. They don't. Yeah, yeah. So if I if I was a veteran and in trouble, like you said, you know, with a low level felony charge or misdemeanor charge, how would I how would I get help? You would actually if you were to it's it's kind of hard to say, Robert, because uh, it, things have changed. But um, during the arrest, you go through a CJA interview um, before prior going to arraignment. So on the CJA questionnaire, and um, they just ask you, "Are you a veteran?" It's a yes or no answer. So if you say yes, I'm a veteran. And I have had people say yes, thinking that they're going to get out of jail for free, and met them in court, and they said, "No, I'm not a veteran." I just said yes. I said okay. Thanks yeah. for letting me know. But if you say yes, I'll try to come and meet you. And um, that's gotcha. the only other way. I had a lawyer call me yesterday and said, I didn't know. I seen a note because I put files and a little veteran file in their folder once they get arrested and they wreck it comes through our system. Um, a lawyer called me yesterday and said, yeah, I didn't know that my client was a veteran. They normally don't even divulge that. And lawyers don't even ask that question you mm. know, when they yeah. interview their clients. Gotcha. So. The clients, some, and I even had some, Robert, that are a little bit reluctant to say that they are veterans because they feel ashamed. Oh, my goodness. They feel ashamed that they got arrested or whatever, and I have met several of them. But, again, like I tell them, I said, this is a no-judgment zone. We all make mistakes. This is misdemeanor court, so you didn't kill no one, so we can recover from this. Whatever yeah. it is, we can recover. So. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, sounds like, it sounds like we need to tell the uh, Brooklyn Bar Association uh, and and or, and or the New York City Bar Association uh, about this work, so that lawyers are uh, are are knowledgeable of the of the service that you and your office provide. We had it to a good point with um, Legal Aid Society, because there's two Legal Aid Society and Brooklyn Defender Services are the two main operating law firms in this building. So pre-COVID, I keep stressing pre-COVID, I had a good rapport with a lot of lawyers. So when we came back into the building, a lot of them has gone and everyone was still virtual. So it's it's a little bit harder to go back around and meeting. A lot of the old lawyers are still here and yeah. I still let them know that our program is still live and kicking. Yeah. If you have any veteran clients, please come on through. We okay. can help. If you see me in the hallway, Come on through, ask me a question, stop me. My number, like I said, is plastic from the first floor to the 10th floor yep. in this building. And I have signs and all over the world, all over the building. I just didn't put them on elevators, but um, they're everywhere. So, Well, you know, we're, we're talking to Timothy Martin, uh, the Veterans Peer Coordinator, Veterans Case Manager, uh, Brooklyn Misdemeanor Veterans Treatment Court uh, at the EAC Network. Uh, this is our More To Do podcast. You know, we're gonna, we have a few more minutes with uh, Timothy because I know he's busy and there's probably a veteran that he needs to be helping out there. <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we're doing this podcast. Uh, obviously, today is the birthday of the Marine Corps. Yes. Uh, and tomorrow is Veterans Day, you know, as, as an Army official, uh, Army non-commissioned officer. You know, I, I always say, uh, you know, go Army, beat Navy. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but today, you know, we're all Marines. Uh, yes, so let's say, let's say happy birthday. We all Happy birthday to the Marine Corps. Uh, and tomorrow, you know, um, for people that are listening, Veterans Day is I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say what Veterans Day is to me. I'm going to ask you the same thing. Veterans Day is a day to be thankful. Right. Yes. Uh, it's not Memorial Day. And yeah. Memorial Day is is a day to honor uh, the, the passing and, and the sacrifice that 
men and women made the ultimate sacrifice that they made. But Veterans Day is to is to be thankful and hopeful and to thank a veteran and, and potentially let's pick up a veteran. Right. Let's let's, mm-hmm. let's tomorrow morning. Let's do something to pick up a veteran. Um, you know, I'm working on uh, a, a project, Operation Feed a Vet, Feed a Vet. Uh, here on Long Island, and I wish that I could, you know, extend this to to Brooklyn and New York City. Uh, but tomorrow is a day to really honor veterans and their sacrifice. Uh, you know, even in peacetime, right? It's not easy being away from home, right? You're you're away from your home, you're away from your family, you're away from the things that you know and love. Uh, so if you see a veteran today or tomorrow, you know, give him a pat here she a pat on the back and say thank you. Uh, Timothy, what what does Veterans Day mean to you? You you summed it up, Robert, but. It means exactly that. I still have a, a son serving. He's in the Air Force down in Delaware. So Veterans Day is a, is a day, like you said. And I, the joke that I go around many offices and I say tomorrow to a lot of my colleagues, tomorrow, thank a veteran for your day off when you're off and you see him. They're like, well, Tim, how am I going to know he's a veteran? And I said, well, you'll see some that are wearing their hats and their, their other military paraphernalia. So you just say thank you for your service and that's all I want to try to do while y'all enjoy your day tomorrow. But that's what Veterans Day means to me, bro. To well, you, you, you did a good job because your son joined the Air Force. That means he's smarter yeah. than both of you and I. So, <laughs> yes, yes. I just told him to pick a branch, Robert. And that's what he did. So I said, okay, I'm not mad. So he, he's still in currently. So we are 11 years deep. He's in. So wow. That's he's been that, that, in Delaware his whole career. So he's enjoying it. He said, I got eight more to do. Dad. I said, okay. That that is, that is wonderful. I, I I pray for him and and he yes. and his crew and his team that that, that they're safe. You know, yes. uh, we we can't thank him enough. Uh, you know, for his service. Uh, I'm gonna let you go in one minute, but I I want you to I want you to tell a story. I want to I want to feel see and feel the impact uh, without using names. If, if you if you if you can, can you tell a success story that that you've had over the last couple of years with with one veteran? Um, uh, and again, please leave out the name and, and you know, I know that's important. Tell, tell us a success story. Well, we have had, I, I have had countless of success stories. However, I'm going to stress one in particular individual. And um, he really didn't even come from our court. He was in another court in Queens. But this veteran went through the Queens program and he graduated and he came to veteran court in Brooklyn to become a mentor. So upon successful completion, they try to say wait six months until after, but until to this day right now, he's still a Brooklyn um, mentor um, without using his name, but he is a success story that I have had upon and I've seen him grow and he is loved and he gives back. And a lot of the veterans that that, that also do it, they do it from their heart free as a volunteer basis, Robert. They, they give their time to come to court, to stand by that veteran when they stand in there in front of that judge. And every veteran that comes through veterans court gets a mentor. So that's their job to come yeah. mentor that person, make sure he successfully, that veteran successfully completes the mandate, graduates, and it doesn't end there, Robert. We are here forever. Yeah. You don't have to delete my phone number. You can call me when you're feeling bad and when you're feeling good, and we're always here. So just because you graduated and got out of criminal court, we still keep in contact, and we still want you to come back. And if you want to give back, you can always stand beside somebody and give back as well. 
Well, I'll tell you, Tim, I, 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 I can't say it any better than that. And I don't want to go on and on because, uh, you know, your message is very, very powerful. Uh, your work is extremely important. Uh, how, how do we reach you? you? You said you talked about your phone number or, or yes, uh, website. Uh, like I said, I'm down here at 120 Skimmerhorn in Brooklyn. We're right next to our Atlantic Avenue, about a block away from Atlantic Avenue. Um, my phone number is 347 you know, 5404. Five, I don't mess that up. Brother. Look, I don't, I don't <laughs> even give out my own number. 347 um, 404. Nine five five four. So you can reach me there. And um, I'm here Monday through Friday. I work from eight to four, but um, I try to turn it off. But if somebody calls me after four, I always return phone calls and emails. So um, that's how you can reach me, Robert. And um, yeah, I'm always open to volunteering. So if you need a volunteer, Robert, come out there with your work. I'm free. I live out in Long Island as well, and I, I, I don't mind coming to do a little something and to give back. I don't have to be in my borough of Brooklyn, which I'm here most of the time, but it's always good to come somewhere else and giving, I could do it at any borough. So if you well, need something, you're, you're invited as my guest on November 23rd. I think that's the day before Thanksgiving. We're going to feed, you know, 200 vets here um, in, in the town of Oyster Bay. Uh, so okay. I'm happy to do that. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll connect with that. Uh, can, can people look, I guess, EAC, uh, dash network.org is also a great way to find out more about EAC. Yes, programs. it is. It is. We should EAC be on dash uh, network.org. Um, mm -hmm. Call Tim, uh, call his office. If you're a vet or if you know a vet uh, that, that needs help um, or if, if you can provide any services to, to our veterans, uh, it's much appreciated. And I know uh, it's much needed. So, Timothy, thank you so much for your service. Thank you for your continued service. I pray for your son and, and his and his team and, and his crew. Um, and have a great Veterans Day tomorrow. Uh, keep on, you know, keep on keeping on, right? Um, yes. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, go Army, beat Navy. Um, yeah, and, and hopefully not this year. I've been <laughs> on the street. I've been on the street. So we well, have, I have a judge, a quick story, Rob. I have a yeah. judge here. She is um, an army from an army family. So every time the army beats us, she says that to me. And um, <laughs> we have a good rapport, and I still bring her army paraphernalia. I got a lot of recruiting paraphernalia that I still bring her. So yeah. there's no love lost, but she is an army family. And um, hopefully we can do it this year. We can beat <laughs> army this year. We'll see, Rob. Well, this is the EAC More to Do podcast uh, with Timothy Martin, our veteran peer coordinator and veteran uh, case manager in the Brooklyn Misdemeanor Veteran Treatment Court. Uh, thank you for your service. Uh, again, the EAC More to Do podcast. Uh, for more information, go to eac-network.org. Uh, very much appreciate your work. Um, keep up the great work. Happy Veterans Day and you know, have a great day tomorrow. I hope uh, people recognize you, you and your service. Thank you too, Robert. Have a happy Veterans Day and thank you for having me. My pleasure.